Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Good Tuesday morning, October 17th. Vanessa Denha-Garma, host of Epiphany, filling in for my dear sister in Christ on this uh, Catholic Connection morning. Happy to be with all of you. This co-production with EWTN. Always a pleasure to sit in her host chair. I appreciate Teresa uh, having the confidence in me to fill in for her uh, along with the whole team at EWTN and Ave Maria Radio, we have two wonderful guests joining us today. And it just so happens that we're focusing on a, a day of prayer and fasting today. And we'll be talking with Maureen Flynn, coordinator of the 31st International Week of Prayer and Fasting, which is actually happening uh, next week. But as you know, if you haven't heard already, there is a call for prayer and fasting today. And I'm going to read a little bit uh, about the two stories that are in the National Catholic Register. But next week, the 31st International Week of Prayer and Fasting is October 20th to the 28th. And we'll be talking about the miracles of, of the Eucharist in collaboration with the Legion of Mary. Uh, you could register. There's live speakers Saturday, October 28th. Virtual online speakers the 20th uh 21st and 23rd. Uh, there's also talk about Blessed Carlos Acutis and his devotion to the Eucharist uh, and the work that he did while he was alive. Uh, I have, I'm so blessed to have a second class relic of Blessed Carlos Acutis here in my home. So we'll be talking with um, her this morning on the International Day of Prayer with Maureen Flynn, of course. <clears throat> and then also coming up this hour, Damian O'Connor from the Knights of Columbus, Vice President of Evangelization and Faith Formation, talking about their new video series, and we'll play the trailer for you a little later, Into the Breach, the Mission of the Family, Into the Breach, the Mission of the Family, and we'll play a little bit of, we'll play that trailer uh, during his interview. Um, so we'll be talking with Damian O'Connor. He was hired by the Knights of Columbus in 2017 as Director of Catholic Information Services. In 2018, he was promoted to Senior Director of Evangelization and Faith Formation for the Fraternal Mission Department. And in 2021, he was promoted to Vice President of Evangelization and Faith Formation. And his primary responsibilities including uh, developing programs to position the Knights of Columbus as the premier Catholic organization committed to strengthening Catholic family life and men's spirituality. So we're looking forward to talking with about, about um of course, Catholic family life. And as I said earlier, there are two really good articles in the National Catholic Register. I really encourage you to read. I've shared this on my social media platforms. You can find me, Vanessa Denhagarmo, on X and uh, Communications Evangelist Vanessa Denhagarmo on Facebook. That's my public Facebook page. You can follow me there. I'm always sharing links to articles and interviews and conversations that we have here on Catholic Radio. And communication tips as a communications coach uh, as well. And being really Christ-centered on communication. I'm really focused on being Christ-centered. I do a lot of communication, um, Christian coaching as well, leadership and team-building coaching. And I talk a lot about tips on how to communicate effectively in the world. Our communication really affects our relationships and our reputations and how we communicate 
really affects how we reach our goals, how we build relationships with people, how we uh, create unity and peace within our environments in which we live and work. Uh, communication is key, and I see so much breakdown in relationships and work environments because of how people communicate. But two wonderful articles I really encourage you to read. I'm going to read a little bit of them. The first one from the National Catholic Register is how we, uh, the Catholic Patriarch is calling for a day of prayer and fasting today for peace in the Holy Land. So in response, Catholics from around the world have also pledged to join in the fast for peace in the Holy Land and solidarity, which falls in the Feast of St. Ignatius of Antioch, the first century bishop and martyr from Syria. So that is today. We are all called to join Patriarch Parabizia and Pizzabella uh, today as he's calling for a day of prayer and fasting. The Cardinal has urged Catholics to organize times of prayer with Eucharistic adoration and the recitation of the Rosary to deliver to God the Father our thirst for peace, justice, and reconciliation. He said, in this time of sorrow and dismay, we do not want to remain helpless. We cannot let death and its sting be the only word we hear. So the Cardinal is asking all of us to join him in prayer and fasting for peace in the Middle East. So think about going to Mass today, going to Adoration today, fast from food, maybe only eat one meal, maybe don't eat afternoon today, don't eat before noon, whatever the Lord is putting on your heart. Fast from social media, fast from television, fast from gossiping, go to prayer, go to Mass, receive the Holy Eucharist today. Let's join our brothers and sisters across the globe in praying and fasting for peace in the Middle East. Now, in addition to that, the National Catholic Register also has another great article. Catholic Patriarch of Jerusalem offers his, to be exchanged for hostages held by Hamas. So this same Cardinal Pizzabella is also giving up himself for the release of the hostages that Hamas are holding. So the Latin Catholic Patriarch of Jerusalem has offered to be exchanged for the children being held hostage in the Gaza Strip by Hamas. So let's keep him in prayer as well. He spoke to journalists via video conference on the 16th, which National Catholic Register is reporting, and was asked if he'd be willing to offer himself in exchange to free the children hostages. And of course he said yes. He said he'll, he'll do whatever it takes to release them and to bring these children home. So let's pray for him. Let's pray for everybody in the Middle East and what's going on there. Not only are we dealing with a physical war, I talked about this yesterday, we're dealing with spiritual war. And we have to put on our armor of God in order to fight the battle. We have to do our part. And prayer is an essential part of that. Prayer is an essential part of that armor of God. We have to pray in Scripture. There's, there's, we, we should be reading Scripture every day. Reading the, if you can't attend daily Mass, Read the Mass readings, read the Gospel readings and the reflections. Ask the Lord to guide you. We pray formal prayers, we pray informal prayers, we pray in adoration, we pray with the Eucharist and with the, in, in, receiving the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Are you praying every day and offering up our prayers and our fasting and our suffering to others and binding it with that of Jesus Christ? And, and praying for, for, the, for the peace in the world. Because we're dealing with a spiritual warfare and a physical war in this world today.
We're approaching eight minutes past the hour here on Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio, and now it's time for the news. Taking a scan of the country and looking at the forecast around the country, I'll share some temperatures in some of the states and cities around the country. In the city of uh, Detroit right here where I'm housed, it's high of 54 degrees and cloudy skies. Cincinnati, 56 degrees and Charlotte, 60 degrees. If we look uh, going more south, uh, Jackson, uh, 66. Tampa, 70 degrees today, a high of 79 in Miami. New Orleans has sunny skies and 68 degrees. Memphis is sunny with 65. Dallas, sunny, 66 Sunny in Oklahoma City, 63. Sunny in Kansas, 64. Denver, sunny, 74. Albuquerque, New Mexico, high of 76 degrees and sunny skies. El Paso, high of 84. Topping out at 102 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona, and sunny. Sunny in Las Vegas at a high of 92, and it gets cloudy. San Francisco, cloudy, 70 degrees, and cloudy in um Medford, 64, and cloudy in Seattle. Rainy and cloudy, high of 62 degrees. Now, looking at the uh, news, um, this happened to me last time I lost it. Pope Francis appealing for humanitarian corridors in Gaza as Israel moves closer to invading the Palestinian enclave. In his noon prayer before the faithful at St. Peter's Square on Sunday, the Pope asked that children, the sick women, and all civilians not be victims of the war between Israel and the Palestinian militant group Hamas. Francis also repeated his call for Hamas to release hostages its fighters captured when they invaded Israel eight days ago. The United States and Israel are agreeing to develop a plan that will provide humanitarian aid from donor nations to civilians in Gaza. Secretary of State Antony, Antony Blinken made the announcement in Tel Aviv Tuesday saying it's a critical time that aid begins arriving soon into Gaza. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says Hamas must be permanently stopped. The United States Senate will do everything possible to help Israel eliminate the threat that Hamas presents. While speaking from the Senate floor today, Schumer says he's working to pass legislation to get critical military and humanitarian aid to Israel as its war with the Palestinian militant group continues. He added that supporting Israel must be at the top front and center of attention for Congress. The New York Democrats' comments came after he led a bipartisan congressional delegation to Tel Aviv over the weekend. President Biden is heading to Israel tomorrow. White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby discusses the safety logistics of the president's visiting a war zone. There's no question it, it, it's a dynamic uh, area and, and in, in many ways a, a combat zone. Uh, the president's well aware of that. Obviously, we'll take all the appropriate security precautions to make sure that he can conduct this trip safely and effectively. Biden is expected to meet with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and other Israeli leaders. The trip comes as the United States and Israel are working to develop a plan that will provide humanitarian aid from the donor nations to civilians in Gaza. A vote from the new Speaker of the House is expected uh, to today. Uh, NBC's Ryan Noble reports from Capitol Hill where a vote on Representative Jim Jordan, Ohio, will happen if the House convenes at noon Eastern time. Jordan is increasingly confident that he is almost at that magic number of 217 votes. He flipped a number of Republicans who had said previously that they would never vote for him. But he still may be a little bit short. 
while the GOP holds a slight majority in the House, only four votes can be sacrificed to win, with some Republicans expressing concern about Jordan. A second vote took place after Jordan secured the nomination on Friday, with a total coming up well short of the 2017 needed. Two people are dead, and a suspect is at large after possible terrorist shooting in Brussels. The victims are Swedish, with shootings happening just ahead of the Sweden's national soccer team playing Belgium in a Euro 2024 qualifying match. That match was abandoned after players refused to take the field following news of the shooting. The terror alert in Belgium was raised to its highest level by the Belgium's National Crisis Center following the shooting. Former President Donald Trump expected back in court in lower Manhattan today for his civil fraud trial. Scott Pringle reports. Well, Trump is expected to witness firsthand testimony from his accountant and real estate executives who appraised his properties. Trump previously drew huge crowds of reporters and some protesters when he attended the first three days of his $250 million civil fraud trial holding press conferences in the court hallway. The New York State Attorney General is accusing Trump of inflating his net worth for years in order to obtain more favorable loans. Trump has called this case a political witch hunt. New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez claims the feds are hunting him down like prey. His strong reaction comes after a new criminal charge that he allegedly conspired to act as an agent for the government of Egypt in exchange for cash and gold. So the bottom line is this. The government is engaged in primitive hunting. That's where you continue to hound your prey until it's exhausted and then you kill it. That's not going to work with me. Menendez says he's not going to resign. Meanwhile, the senators do back in federal court next week where he's expected to plead not guilty to add a criminal count. Despite the high grocery prices, it seems we may pay less for the star dish of many Thanksgiving feasts. Rebecca Hughes has more. You know, I think from a consumer standpoint, we've got some fairly good news on the turkey front. USDA livestock analyst Shale Shagum says turkey supplies are up, which means prices are down. But right now, I mean, we are looking at wholesale frozen hen prices at about a dollar eighteen a pound, which compares to about a dollar eighty a pound a year ago. So indeed, uh, prices are uh, for whole birds are lower than they were a year ago. Wholesale prices are thirty four percent lower than last year, and Shagum says retailers could decide to offer an even better bargain in order to lure in more customers. It's 14 minutes past the hour on Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio this morning. We have to take a break, and when we come back, Maureen Flynn, coordinator of the 31st International Week of Prayer and Fasting, will be joining us. Stay with us, everyone. He is only one of four popes honored as the great. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Leo I was pope at a time when Roman civilization was being overrun by barbarian armies. He stood as a light in the darkness and even saved the city of Rome from destruction by Attila and the Huns. Leo died in 461. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? 
Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. It's the 31st International Week of Prayer and Fasting coming up October 20th to 28th. And to talk with us about that is our next guest here on Catholic Connection, Maureen Flynn, coordinator of the 31st International Week of Prayer and Fasting. Maureen, welcome to Catholic Connection. Yes, nice to meet you, Vanessa. And we love Teresa's, you know, she does a great show. She's an amazing Catholic journalist, and all of you are. So it's wonderful to be on the show today. Well, thank you, thank you, and I'm honored to sit in for her and her host here today and sharing with everyone here about the week of prayer and fasting. So it just so happens that there is a call for prayer and fasting today by the Patriarch in Jerusalem for peace in the Middle East, and we head into this week of prayer and fasting. So tell us how this all came to be, Maureen. Sure. Okay. And, and by the way, also the USCCB, you know, the bishops called for today, too, so that's great. Oh, good. Great. Um, okay. And, yes, years ago, uh, started back in um, November, to be honest with you, of 1989, uh, I saw something in the Washington Post back then, and it showed all these grandmothers holding babies and that they were for for abortion. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, my Lord, this is horrible. It really bothered me. And at that time, you know, my kids were really small, and I called a good friend of mine who was a quadriplegic, John Downs, very holy man, said, John, what if we did a day of prayer or something? This is horrific. And he said, well, that's not enough. We need to do seven days and nights of prayer. I said, okay, so what do we do? He said, well, when you go to bed tonight, just ask the Blessed Mother when she wants this. So, of course, I was very young then at the time, and I thought, well, he's a very holy man, so I just said a little prayer to the Blessed Mother. When would you like this? Well, something interesting happened. It was about 3 in the morning. And to this day, it's never happened, you know, before or since. I woke up with dates in my head. I'm like, that's weird. October really? 7th through October, yeah, October 7th through October 13th. And I went, hmm. Huh. So the next day I called him. I said, all right, I did what you said. And um, and I mentioned the dates. One of them I knew was, you know, a Marian day. The other one I did not. I can't remember which was which at the time. And he said, oh, yeah, oh, that's that's the Blessed Mother. October 7th is the Feast of the Rosary, and October 13th is the Big Fatima Day. He said, that's when we do it. He said, we'll set it up for next year, meaning 1990. So we got this huge um, permit, and we had a big, huge platform in front of the U.S. Capitol. Uh, We called for the Week of Prayer and Fasting. It was national back then. And that day, seven congressmen came down from Capitol Hill, knelt on the ramp, 
and prayed the Holy Rosary with us. One of them wow. at the time was, was Henry Hyde, who was like, the, they call him the grandfather of the pro-life movement. And the other one is still very active, and that was Congressman Chris Smith, who, you know, is, is head of the pro-life caucus. Mm-hmm. So they prayed the rosary. We had different speakers, and there was a huge, big sign that said, Wake Up America. At that time, people saw it was a beautiful blue day, not, not a cloud in the sky, and people said, oh, we're seeing a big oval rainbow over to the right side of the U.S. Capitol. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was, I was wow. running around, you know, just getting things ready. And someone grabbed, my, grabbed me, pushed my head back, and said, you must see this rainbow. And, yes, there was this huge oval rainbow. Now, that's a little wow. strange, right? Oval. So we took it as a sign. All right, this is letting heaven know that. Heaven's letting us know, yes, they want this. That was the beginning, and for several years it was national. There were two years we didn't do it. I forget exactly why. People called us and said, you need to resurrect it, which we did. And then it was moved to the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, October 1997. It was going to be October 5th, and we were graced to have Mother Teresa accept our invitation to be the keynote speaker. So we wow. spoke to her several times earlier that year, and uh, she gave us her support. One month before she was to speak, on September 5th, she passed away. Wow. So, of course, we were all upset. Yeah. And I remember my uh, mom came in the office and said, don't worry about it. She can do more up and up there in heaven. Just ask for her help. So ever since then... You know, we had the Sisters of Life come to the Basilica in support. John Paul II gave us two apostolic blessings, and it has just grown and grown and grown and truly become international. And so on the actual, either it's a closing day or the opening day. This year it's the closing day, October 28th. So the, the week runs from October 20th to the 28th, so it's really nine days. And this year we have different speakers, including Bishop Baker from Birmingham, Alabama, uh, Father Tim Byerly, who was the postulator, vice postulator for the cause of, of sainthood, of Servant of God, Maria Esperanza, Ray Grijalba, who is the young producer, writer of this film on Eucharistic Miracles movie. Uh, we also have a wonderful Dr. Carlos Paralada, who investigated the Tizla, Mexico, Eucharistic Miracle. He's fascinating. Sister Didi Byrne, who many people know, she is sure. on fire, very pro-life. And then my husband will be speaking on the centrality of the Eucharist and the priesthood and Marian apparition, church-approved Marian apparitions. So there's a great lineup of speakers, but also we have the rosary prayed by the different groups. So we have the many of the Asian communities praying the rosary, the African communities praying the rosary, the Spanish communities praying the rosary, confessions all day, and the Blessed Sacrament is exposed in the upper church all day, except, of course, for Holy Mass. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a packed day of prayer. This year we're praying especially, there's five goals that is on our website, iwopf.org. We're praying particularly for the fourth goal, which says, for peace and to implore God's mercy. We are praying that this whole situation in the Middle East, you know, that it saw it. We, we're praying for God's divine intervention. We're praying for peace. Amen. And yeah. prayer and fasting stops wars. So that's what we're encouraging everybody 
pray and fast, and today we're all fasting, yeah. you know, in union with our bishops, what they have called for. And I, I heard Pope Francis also called for the day of prayer and fasting with Amen. this patriarch from Jerusalem. So it's great. Mm-hmm. And and let's talk about a little bit of the miracles of the Eucharist, that which you're focused on with Blessed Carlo Acutis. Tell us, is there a, a talk on this? Is there going to be a video series on this? Yes. Yeah, so we will have uh, Ray Grijalba. He's working with this director of Hollywood, uh, Angelo Labuti, who has, you know, produced, directed, I should say, all these different films that, you know, the younger generation would know. They're very popular. And he saw that Ray had done a YouTube video as a 27-year-old on all these Eucharistic miracles. He called Ray up and said, how about we do a movie for the theaters, Eucharistic Miracles movie? So they joined forces, and the trailer for their film, they're raising money still to finish it, we will have it up on our website in the next couple of days mm-hmm. um, so people can start watching it. And what's wonderful is science has really shown the whole, you know, the, the heart tissue, the, sure. the, blood, the blood type, et cetera. And so we're, we're, because of modern technology, we are really able to see the truth that this is my body, this is my blood given up to you. And so... All these doctors have come forward in this film testifying about these miracles throughout the years. And the one that Dr. Carlos Parolato will speak on happened October 21st, 2006. And that was within like two weeks of Carlo Acutis. He passed away October, I believe it was October 12th. Yes, that's his feast day. That's his feast yes. day. So this We're is gonna... all tied in. Amen to that. Maureen, we got to take a break. We're going to continue our conversation with you here on Catholic Connection, coordinator of the 31st International Week of Prayer and Fasting. We'll be right back with Maureen Flynn. And now... The EWTN Family Prayer with Father Joseph. Family, a prayer that we pray together is a powerful prayer. So please pray together with me, our EWTN Family Prayer. Today we pray for the caregivers of the sick. O Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we adore you. You have first loved us. And through your Son, you have taught us the excellence of self-giving love. Give to those who are caregivers of a sick parent or child, brother or sister, the assistance of your holy angels. Lessen their burdens and give them great joy in practicing a work of mercy. And since charity is never forgotten by you, reveal to them their heavenly reward. Amen. What are atheism and agnosticism? How are they similar and how do they differ? The Catholic Catechism calls atheism one of the most serious problems of our times. In paragraphs 2123 through 2127, the Catechism says, The term covers many very different phenomena, such as practical materialism, which restricts man's needs to space and time. Humanism considers man to be an end to himself and in control of his own history. 
A third form of atheism is liberation, which seeks to free man through economic and social liberation, claiming that religion, by its very nature, thwarts man's emancipation by holding that there is an after and better life, thus deceiving man and discouraging man from working for a better life here on earth. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. We're back talking with Maureen Flynn, coordinator of the 31st International Week of Prayer and Fasting. And we're talking about miracles. But before we continue that conversation, Maureen, tell our people, our listeners here, how can they register for uh, this conference, the Week of Prayer and Fasting? Yes. So the, the week begins October 20th, this Friday, with the first virtual day with several speakers. The second virtual day is is um, the 21st, which is Saturday. And the third virtual day with speakers is Monday the 23rd. What they can do is sign up online at, you go to iwopf.org. On the home page, we make it simple. You'll see a list of all the speakers. Right below it, it will say, you know, register for the virtual three days, and they register for that. And then right next to that box says register for the live event, which will be at the Basilica. Here's the good news. It's free on the day that you watch the virtual, and it's, of course, free at the Basilica. But if you miss the whole thing because you're out of town or you're busy, whatever, we've made it so they can purchase an all-access pass. That means throughout the year they can go and watch it with their prayer group, with their family. You know, they're trying to find a good movie one night, and then they go back and start watching some of these amazing talks. So that we've done that the past several years, and people find that really helpful to just watch it at their own leisure. So mm-hmm. it's very simple. Mm-hmm. So let's continue about the miracles. What else do you, you were talking about Eucharistic miracles? There's a, a focus on uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis, as we know, and he passed away on October 12th, which was his feast day. So what other miracles do you want to share with our listeners today? Sure. There's so many of them. There's a book that I recommend called The Eucharistic Miracles of the World. It's the catalog book of the Vatican International Exhibition. And that book is, is a treasure house, and um, I would encourage people, if you can, get it. There's tons of pictures in there, and it shows the Eucharistic miracles throughout the centuries, and especially what's been happening the past many years. And it also shows many of these, how the saints received mystical communions, chosen in the book how these saints, you know, were praying that they could receive Jesus, and they, they missed Mass. And it shows how, in several cases, the angel came to them to give them Holy Communion, and in several cases, our Lord himself came. That was fascinating, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. And then it shows the likeness, the similarities of these Eucharistic miracles, the heart tissue. All tissues are from the cardiac, the cardiac tissue. The heart tissue is living, and Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. The blood type AB is in each instance, which also matches the Shroud of Turn. The white blood cells are present, and normally white blood cells die in a matter of hours. So to have them present several years later is miraculous. And then, the, you know, there's, they do the DNA test, but they can't prove who this is. So, yeah. You know, because it's our Lord. So it's fascinating when, once you really start getting into this. And then um, years ago, my husband and I led a pilgrimage back in the late 90s. We did a Eucharistic, we did a Eucharistic miracle pilgrimage throughout Italy, and we saw mm. the miracle 
of Lanciano, which was amazing, when the priest didn't believe in the true presence. And yes. then when he, you know, consecrated the host, it started to bleed. So, I mean, there's so many of these throughout history. Our Lord is showing us He's truly present. And mm-hmm. many people who see this, they never, they'll never leave the Church. No matter what the problems are, they realize this is the ultimate treasure, that the Amen. Eucharist, the living bread, is the source and summit of the Church, and it transforms us. Uh, mm-hmm. I know myself, when I went on a pilgrimage in 1987, I came back, and the message I got, let Holy Mass be the center of your life. So I did start going to daily Mass, because it's truly a treasure, and I think all these Eucharistic miracles are showing us. He loves us so much. He's doing everything He can to come to us every day if we wish. I mean, it's truly, it's miraculous. Yeah. The more I think about it, it, it does. It blows my mind. And also, there's so many miracles today that are happening when people join forces and they pray and fast. Um, there's a couple stories about corrupt governments. A lot of people are concerned about, throughout the world, different places, corrupt governments. And many people are, are upset <laughs> with what's happening, of course, with the war. Maureen, I offer my I offer my Eucharist to corrupt governments on a regular basis. I really do. I do. I offer my Eucharist all the time to politicians. Well, do you have time for one story? Because I've got yeah, one story absolutely. That's, 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 yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Okay, back in 1962, 1964, the president of Brazil, a man named John Goulart, he began to embrace communism and he installed all these communists into high positions of government. Mm-hmm. In response to this, the cardinal then at the time, Cardinal Barros, he encouraged all the people to follow Our Lady of Fatima's messages and to pray the rosary to keep their country free from communism. And the president, Goulart, remar- re- reacted by mocking the rosary. Uh-oh, right? <laughs> so listen yeah. to what happened. A woman named Amelia Bastos, she began to recruit all these people. They formed this group called Campaign for Women for Democracy, they got 20,000 rosary-praying women to break up a pro-communist rally. Then, wow. later, they formed this group called the Mother of God that said, Preserve us from the fate and suffering of the martyred women of Cuba, Poland, Hungary, and other nations. 600,000 women marched and prayed the rosary for peace in Sao Paulo. Okay? Then, what happened is, all these rosary rallies broke out everywhere. Without a shot being fired on April 1st, 1964, President Goulet got up, left the country along with much of his government, and returned wow. back to peace. Wow. So that's a little, I like that one because a lot of people haven't heard of that one. No, I've and never heard one, of that either. What a great example. There's one, Go ahead. There's one more, real, and I'll make this quick, a rosary miracle that happened in the Philippines. So people have heard about this. Back at the time when Marcos' regime was you know, creating all these issues. In 1986, the people were starving. They sought to elect a new leader, uh, Benino Aquino. Many people remember this. He was assassinated. People were down. Cardinal Sin called all the people to peacefully protest this injustice, and all these people went and started praying the rosary. What happened is all these Marcos got all these tanks going out in the streets, and they were going to shoot upon the people. The people kept on reciting the rosary. The women were giving sandwiches to the soldiers, praying the rosary. Everyone just praying and asking Our Lady to intercede. And the tanks were right up there. There's pictures of them getting ready to shoot on the crowd. Suddenly, a beautiful woman, she was encased in this immense bright light, dressed as a nun, became clearly visible. 
standing in front of the tanks. The crowd saw a dazzling light as she appeared. This woman was beautiful, and she said to them, Dear soldiers, stop. Do not proceed. Do not harm my children. I am the queen of this land. So immediately the soldiers dropped their weapons, and many of them joined the protesters to turn and fight with them against their Marcos regime. That night, Marcos left the country headed for Hawaii. So that's a famous miracle. People, Amen. Some people don't realize she appeared there, but she did, and there's, there's documented evidence. So Amen. we're praying for miracles for our country, for the Mideast right now, and we're asking heaven to intervene and stop this, this bloodshed, that this doesn't go further. So that's what we're really praying very hard for. Amen. Maureen Flynn, coordinator of the 31st International Week of Prayer and Fasting. Thank you for joining us today here on Catholic Connection. Go to IWOPF.org to find out more. Stay with us, everyone. We're going to continue here on Catholic Connection. Joining us is Damian O'Connor from the Knights of Columbus. Father Benedict Groeschel. Ah, I love reverence. Wherever I go in the world, I usually go to visit the religious buildings. And no matter what I see, I see reverence. Awe. I've been in temples and mosques where I saw more reverence and awe of God than I see in Christian churches, even sometimes in Catholic churches. Oh, yes. Let me say it. When I was a boy, Catholics were much more reverent and respectful in church. You never, ever spoke in church. I was a young priest. A man had a heart attack at the beginning of Mass. I stopped the Mass. We prayed for the man. While the police were coming, the ambulance, they removed him from the church. He didn't die. Not one word was spoken. The police officers and the ambulance attendants who came whispered, respect. I wish it were true today. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Heresy is not usually a matter of ignorance. It's a matter of arrogance. We're all ignorant. It's only about different things. And when I hear ignorant people say that they're stupid, my heart just breaks. I mean, to be ignorant is not to be stupid. Ignorance is fairly easy to remedy. It's a matter of learning. And St. Paul tells us to increase in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's confident that we can overcome our ignorance of Christ by getting to know him better. And so he prays for the Colossians. We constantly pray that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding and lead a life worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him and to be fruitful in every good work, always increasing in the knowledge of God. Ignorance can be corrected. One has to die to arrogance. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. guest is Damian O'Connor, not from the Knights of Columbus, Vice President of Evangelization and Faith Formation. He's joining us to talk about their new video series called Into the Breach, the Mission of the Family. Damian, welcome to Catholic Connection. Thanks so much, Vanessa. It's wonderful to be here. 
Thanks for joining us. And I'm looking forward to talking with you about this. But first, we want to play the trailer. So I'm going to play this for our listeners and then we'll we'll have our conversation here. Uh, Andrew, can you play that for us? The world is no longer on your side. Our culture is no longer on your side. We're not battling against physical things, but of spiritual powers, of spiritual demons that are trying to take our children away from us. No matter what the world promises, it can't deliver on love. Each person was made by love and for love. And marriage is meant to be a sign of God's love for the world. I think the complementarity of men and women, the complementarity of husband and wife, it's so great. God made man, God made woman. Husband is called to be the primary source of watchfulness to protect that family. He provides a shelter, a shelter from the evil forces. We have an incredibly shallow understanding of what it means to be woman, but there's something much deeper and richer. God has appointed me to be the St. Joseph of our home, her to be like the Blessed Mother, and our jobs together are to lead our family to heaven. That's what we do as long as we can to influence our kids to stay focused on Christ, because the world's going to distract them. Trusting in God is central to this endeavor of raising a Catholic family in confusing and difficult, in fact, in some ways dangerous times. God is the only solution to what we're facing in the world today. Sister Lucia said that the decisive battle between Christ and Satan would be over marriage. But she also said to be not afraid. Our Lady has already crushed the serpent's head. When Joan of Arc would lead armies into battle, people would ask her, are you afraid? She said, I'm not afraid. God is with me. I was born for this. And friends, that's true for you, and that's true for me. We were born at this time and in this place for our good and for God's glory. Amen. What a powerful trailer, Damian O'Connor. Love it. So tell us about the series, Into the Breach, the Mission of the Family. Well, thank you again uh, for having me, and and all glory to God, and thank you for that uh, that compliment. But it's it's a series that we put together that we hope proclaims the the truth and beauty of the Catholic vision of family life. And we also hope it seeks to inspire and prepare uh, any of the viewers to to live this vision in in the modern world. And the key line, the key description I think we need to focus on, though, or or objective is modern world. Uh, We don't live in a Christian culture anymore. And so we, we need to deal with that head on. We don't. We're in, and I love the comment. Uh, so many things in that trailer were so powerful. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting spiritual realms. And even though there's a physical war going on in the Middle East, we're fighting a battle every day because we're fighting a spiritual one. And we have to put on the armor of God. So, what in this video series, Into the Breach, the Mission of the Family, what is the call to action? What are we called to do, Damien? It's a really great question, and I'm glad you asked that. And I've, I've been thinking about that, to be honest, and pre- preparing for this uh, conversation. And the word I would say is intentionality. That's what we need to focus on as, as married couples. That's what I have to do in my own in my own life, in my marriage, and with my family. I need to be intentional about my prayer life. I need to be uh, intentional about frequenting the sacraments. Um, it, the, the, I can't depend on the world anymore. Uh, to do that for me. It's it's not a Christian culture. And so the call to action is intentionality about how I live my faith, especially through marriage. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I I love the quote that you shared in the video from St. Joan of Arc because it's such a reminder to all of us. And Father John Ricardo talks about this, too, how people say, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I wish we were in different times or it was so much better, you know, growing up or in the 50s. But we are born for this. And when she was asked if she was afraid, she said, no, God is with me. I was born for this. We're born for this time. And we may not all be Joan of Arc, but we're all called to stand up for what is right and just and fight this battle together. Can you speak to that, Damien, about what we're all called to do? Amen. No, we, we are all called to that. I think another issue that's going on, though, is I think a lot of married couples don't even know there's a battle going on. And that's so true. We almost, that's have true. To, we almost have to back up a little bit more because they don't, they don't understand why am I struggling? Why am I not find, finding purpose in our, in our marriage? Um, and if it's not focused in Christ, well, that's why. But you almost have to back up a little bit um, but this is very real, the, the struggle that we're all, that we're all going through. Um, and I think people are really hungering to have successful marriages and families. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're struggling, and how do I form that and build that and maintain that? Uh, and somewhere along the way, Vanessa, if I may say, we forgot that Jesus is enough. Like, when did that happen? When did, and if we focus on Him and the teachings of the Church, how to live a sacramental marriage, it's really not that difficult. But we're we've just got into this idea that, well, Christ isn't enough. We have to focus on other things first, and it's quite the opposite. Yeah, you know, what a great point. And it's interesting that you say that too, Damien, because I know people who do a lot of marriage ministry. In fact, one of my mm-hmm. close friends, Jeff Kassab, does a lot of marriage ministry, him and his wife, Ahlam. And they say every time they are working with a couple who's struggling, that they first ask them, you know, um, how often do you pray together? And uh, what 10 out of 10 those who are having struggles say never <laughs> we don't pray together and that's where it all starts if praying together as a couple i mean is that how, what would you say to our listeners about that is just starting with praying i mean how often are you praying together as a couple again i'm really glad you brought that up i've been asked many times by people that are not engaged yet well and say how do i how do i know she's the one or he's the one and I always say, are you comfortable praying with them? And you often get that, that blank stare, you know, uh, because they haven't tried it before. And I say, I always say to them, you need to start praying together. And it's not as hard as you think. It's like any other habit. The more you do it, the more comfortable you're, you, you become with it. But we need to be praying together. And if you're not comfortable praying together and, and faith isn't the center of what your marriage will be, then you're kind of wasting your time. Like, this is dangerous territory to not be people of prayer, um, because then you're just rolling the dice, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really good point, too. And I know in, in uh, marriage prep here in uh, southeast Michigan through ECRC, which is the Chaldean, uh, part of the Chaldean diocese, uh, mm-hmm. they, they do the marriage uh, marriage prep. And one of the things they do is sit in adoration and pray together uh, as part of marriage prep. And it really starts that habit of the importance of praying together and starting that foundation together. And, you know, we know that Father Patton, Peyton said, you know, families that pray together stay together. Well, it starts with the husband and wife. I mean, it starts with the married couple to instill that habit with the children. We're talking with Damon O'Connor here from the Knights of Columbus, and we're talking about um, this wonderful Into the Breach, the Mission of Family uh, series that they have. We have to take a break here on Catholic Connection, but we're going to continue our conversation with him right after this. 
People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Do you have a bad temper? I'm Chuck Adica, and this is Journey Strong. From the Old to the New Testament, Scripture speaks about us controlling our anger. Proverbs states that those of us with a hasty temper will make mistakes. We also know anger issues can lead to health issues. We can cause a fight, lose a friend, or witness to others in ways that are unproductive. Mayo Clinic suggests some ways to manage our anger and dial down the temperature of our anger. Practice deep breathing, maybe a personal timeout. Think before speaking. Calm down before discussing a concern. This will lead to less stress. Identify solutions and present them calmly. Try using humor or laugh at yourself. Humor can be a great diffuser. Most of all, if you have persistent anger issues at work or at home, don't be afraid to seek help. For more details on managing anger, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. You and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January, along with Father Michael Schmidt, Archbishop Nauman, Al, Teresa, Dr. Ray, and many others. Get away with your spouse on a fun, relaxing, and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers, daily mass, and endless memorable experiences. Father Michael Schmidt's comments, you'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll encounter Christ. More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link. We're talking with Damian O'Connor, Knights of Columbus, Vice President of Evangelization of Faith Formation, about the new video series, Into the Breach, The Mission of the Family. So, Damian, how do we watch this video series? Well, uh, the, the easiest way is to go to our website, which is kfc.org forward slash mission of the family. And uh, on the website, you can uh, watch the videos there. You can also download them if you'd like. And there's also uh, a study guide. It's it's really meant to be, and anybody can watch the videos, of course, but it's really meant for small group discussion. Um, and we, we made it for our, our nights primarily, but it's really for anyone that would like to dive a little bit deeper into the, the real vision and meaning of marriage uh, that our church has given us. So is it something that you could see played with family, friends? I mean, I, I can see this watch during a holiday get-together, family get-togethers, as we head into the holiday season and families are, you know, having dinner together and get-togethers, you know, and having a family discussion around this. Absolutely. And it really, ideally, it, you could even you could picture families with young children watching it. And, and I think that's important. But it could also be for a group of, like in our case, the Knights of Columbus, our, when our men come together monthly, if not more often, um, to, to get together and really dive a little bit deeper into these topics. Um, but yeah, it's really meant for, for anyone to watch it. And it's, it's only about 12 minutes long, each video, and there's, there's five. And you're not going to uh, tap into every issue or look at every problem or challenge or joy of marriage. But nonetheless, each episode is meant to inspire and to to continue, you can't help but watch it and then want to have further conversation about it. 
Yeah, I mean, these are wonderful tools to help prompt those conversations that maybe not families are not even having. They're probably there's certain things that they're not even thinking about. Like you said earlier, they're they know there's a disconnect within their marriage and their family, and they may not even know why. Damien, what is the root of it? That's exactly right. And years ago, here in uh, I live in Connecticut, uh, and I started what's called Family Prayer Night. Now, and that's now one of our programs for our councils around the world. And all it is is where you bring Catholic families together once a month, and you pray together, you eat together, and you hang out. And it's, it's not rocket science, but the intentionality is so important for my family to be around other Catholic families. Nobody's perfect, but we're just striving to live our faith. Um, and it has been a huge blessing for myself and then countless other people by being intentional about that, bringing these families together. Um, and that, it's not through social media. It's nothing like that. It's, it's in person. It's live. And it's extremely fulfilling. And the kids see that other kids are praying, and it becomes cool for them. So, Demi, what um, interested you in getting involved in the Knights of Columbus? Uh, it's a great question. I used to work for Diocese of Bridgeport, also in Connecticut here, and I really felt uh, that God was calling me to work primarily with men. I don't know why. I just felt strongly that he was calling me to that, and I had no idea how that was going to play out. And so I just kept bringing it to prayer. And then um, one day I ran into our now Supreme Knight, Patrick Kelly, at a family prayer night, which I just mentioned to you. And it was, I had no idea he would even be there. And we just kind of connected. And one thing led to another. And now it's been here about six years. Mm. What would you say to people, men thinking about joining the Knights of Columbus, you know, and contemplating that? Any words to share with them? Sure. I used to be a Grand Knight in my council, and I had to give like a three-minute talk on this um, just to get mm. guys to join. And I actually said Knights Columbus is not for everyone, which is ironic, because we always want guys to join. But I said, mm. it really comes down to three things. We believe, we choose, and we avoid. We, actually, we believe that living our faith makes a difference. We choose to live differently uh, than secular society. And avoid, the third word, we realize we're powerless without God. So we must be frequenting the sacraments. We, we must, especially we go into confession. Um, but to live our faith, we must realize that there are evil forces against us. And so I can't conquer that, I, but I can do anything with God. And so those are the three things, believe, choose, and avoid. And if, you, if that's something that resonates with you, then I highly encourage you to join us. Amen. Any last words you want to share with our listeners here on Catholic Connection, Damian O'Connor, before we let you go? Just to, to thank you so much, and for I, I hope the listeners do check out the series and, and, the, and the study guide as well. And for those that may be struggling with their faith in their marriage, and maybe it's been a long time and you think it's too late, it's never too late. Absolutely never too late. That kind of thinking is, is from the evil one. God just wants to be the center of your marriage and give you a joy that has no bounds. Amen. Damien O'Connor, thank you so much for joining us here on Catholic Connection. Give out that website one more time to watch the video series kfc.org forward slash mission of the family. Thank you so much, Damien. God bless you and all the work that you do. God bless you. Thank you. Great. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us here on Catholic Connection. Uh, Vanessa Denhagarmo, again, filling in for my dear sister in Christ. Happy to be with uh, sitting in Teresa's host here, helping out. I'll be here, God willing, tomorrow. And just to 
remind you, um, I'm the host of Epiphany and Ave Maria Radio. This is a collaboration with EWTN, a co-production of EWTN. And I want to thank all of our guests for joining us here today. Uh, always a wonderful uh, conversation with our wonderful guests. Maureen Flynn, coordinator of the 31st International Week of Prayer and Fasting. And as you know, we are all praying and fasting today for peace in the Middle East. We have the USCCB. We have the Cardinal and Jerusalem. We believe Pope Francis all, as well has called for a day of fasting. There's wonderful articles in the National Catholic Register about the prayer, uh, day of uh, fasting and prayer today and the fact that the patriarch has offered to um, replace himself with the hostages. So let's keep them all, him in prayer the Middle East in prayer, peace in this world, and pray that the Lord guide us and we put on that armor of God to fight the spiritual warfare. Thank you for joining us here on Catholic Connection. God bless. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.